I wasn't lying when I told Zen it was the same dream. It's always the same dream. They come in the night, capture me and transport me, kicking and screaming back to their lab. They strap me to a chair with thick steel clamps that are impossible to bend. A large, intricate contraption protrudes from the ceiling. Its claw-like arm, complete with razor-sharp teeth, pries open my mouth, reaches down my throat, and pulls out my heart. Then another machine takes over, working quickly to disassemble the still-pumping organ on a cold, sterile table. Half of it is carved off, placed in a jar, ushered away, while the other half is returned to the claw and replaced in my chest cavity by way of my throat again. The partial heart settles back into its home behind my ribcage. I can still feel it beating, compelling blood in and out of my veins, keeping me alive. But the process no longer holds meaning, a perfunctory action done out of routine, nothing more. I am now forever incomplete, half a person, a hollow casket that will be forced to seek the other half for the rest of eternity. A dream, not real. The problem is, dreams are supposed to get fuzzier the longer you're awake, but this one only becomes clearer with each passing second, crisper, as though I'm moving toward it, getting closer. As though they're getting closer. I close my eyes, take a deep breath. They don't know where we are. They can't find us here. We are safe. I am safe. I recite the words over and over again, hoping that today will be the day when they no longer feel strange on my tongue, when I might start to believe them. They don't know where we are. They can't find us here. We are safe. I am safe. But then, like clockwork, the bleak reply comes from the back of my mind, the shadowy version of the truth that's much easier to believe. I'm not safe. I've never been safe. They will never stop looking for me. I reach down the collar of my still damp nightdress and feel for my locket, rubbing my fingertips gently over the black surface of the heart-shaped medallion and the swirling loops of the silver design emblazoned on the front. The eternal knot. It's an ancient Sanskrit symbol that, according to Zen, represents the flowing of time and movement within all that is eternal. To me, it represents Zen. I insisted on wearing it here, even though Zen suggested I take it off. Apparently people in 17th century England don't look kindly upon unfamiliar symbols that can't be found in something called the Bible, a book everyone here seems to live by. So I agreed to keep it hidden under my clothing at all times. But right now I need it. I need it to soothe me, to erase the grisly images from my mind.